the most important person you need to look at in this situation is your reporting manager. If you don't start off on the right foot with them, your entire career is fucked. Consider this your fair warning. We talk fast, we move fast, we swear fast. So if you're listening at 2 speed, you may miss some content, but you also miss the F-bombs. You're welcome. Hi, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Holland. You're listening to Ask Your Workwife, where every week we answer your questions about how to get more out of corporate America. Hey, Workwives. This is Jessica from Charleston, South Carolina. Tomorrow morning, I have a coffee chat with the hiring manager of an internal job I applied for recently. This would be in a bigger division of my current company, so I am nervous AF. What are some good tips for preparing for a chat like this? Thanks. This is a great question. And the answer is, (laughs) you have information at your fingertips that you need to use. The answer is... Stock the fuck out of that hiring manager. <laughs> yeah, that's what I like to hear. <laughs> LinkedIn stocking, here we come. Hey. <laughs> Listen, LinkedIn stocking, like, I think even the use of the word stocking makes it feel like it's a bad thing. Yeah, well, stalking, generally, we do not condone stalking. No, no. Yeah. We, Only LinkedIn stalking. Yeah, just cursory glancing at people's professional careers. <laughs> right. We're going to call that stalking. <laughs> it's too many damn words. <laughs> right. Okay, so we've all done it. We've all been we caught all, at it, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> but like this information is, is like out there willingly for people. It's there for the taking. Yeah. If they, if they don't want you to have it, they will make a private profile done. So don't feel bad about looking at it. It's there. It's there for you to use. And the things that you learn can be really useful for your career. Mm-hmm. It, they're like the information gathered here adds nuance, flavor, color to the person sitting across the table from you and it's going to allow you to have a real human connection. And that's going to get you what you want because that person has the ability to give you more money and they give it to people they like. That's how this goes. When we say LinkedIn stalking, what do we mean? What are we looking for? What are we, what are we not looking for? We're looking for depth and breadth of work history. I want to know how long and how wide and how varied your career is. I just want to know it all. Like, so I, I always like pull up somebody's profile. I go all the way to the bottom. I start from there. I, I want to see a basic timeline of your whole life. Well, maybe not your whole life, but your whole professional life. <laughs> so if you've got high school in there, maybe drop that. College, great. And what I'm really looking for is like, not necessarily where you went to school, but I want to see what you majored in. I want to see what you graduated in. I want to see if you have two or three degrees. Not necessarily that that's better or worse, but I just want to see maybe what they were in, what you were doing, and more specifically, the years that you were doing it. That helps me understand, like, like if you were in school in the 80s and 90s, I understand something now about how you were taught up to think corporate America works. Did I say taught up right there? That's hilarious if I did. Is that what they say if you go to school in the 80s and 90s? I guess we're going old school. Um, Brought up to believe. Anyway, um, if if you were going to MBA school in 2016, you understand something totally different about how corporate America works. You have have some knowledge of of like sexism in the workplace, racism in the workplace, Mm. why we have pronouns. You you have like a better understanding of like how social media plays into your business strategy. You you know what I mean? Like, like I need need to know exactly what kind of framework or dogma you, you were, you were brought up in through, through the early stages of your career. And then from there, I want to see like what kind of path you took through life. Like Mm -hmm. I want to see if you're only at a company for one or two years and your title's a massive jump every time, you're a title hunter. If you have like a fairly linear path through life, 
God bless you. You're the luckiest person on the planet earth and you found a good company, a good groove, and you know how to play this game and it's working out well for you. If you have kind of like one or two years here, three or four years here, kind of jumped around, this is my LinkedIn. <laughs> I think you're a fairly interesting person, but I don't know that you know what you want. Um, turns out I do, but you wouldn't know that by my LinkedIn profile. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so yeah, so you're looking for things like that. And then there's this private mode thing on LinkedIn. What's, <laughs> what's the deal? It's amazing. So private mode. So you go into your settings and your visibility and you have three options. You either have private mode, which means people can see a LinkedIn member looked at your profile or you can have like semi-private, which just shows, I think your name and maybe your company or something. Customize it a little bit. Yeah. And then there's, and then there's like your full profile. So mm-hmm. the person whose profile you pulled up will get an opportunity to like <laughs> say like, Hey, Vanessa Oler from such and such company, like looked at your profile today. So when you're doing LinkedIn stalking, we recommend private mode just to be on the safe side. So there's a few key ways to do this. And here's how we think about them. We think about it when you're outside a company looking in. We think about it when you're inside a company looking within that company. And then we're also thinking about uh, LinkedIn stalking when you're inside a company looking at other companies, other competitors. Looking out. Exactly. So let's talk a little bit about when you're outside a company looking in. Typically, this is your interview stage. This is your, you know, maybe for you, Jessica, this is exactly where you're at. The most important person you need to look at in this situation is your reporting manager. Like that hiring manager you're about to sit down and have coffee with, that's who you need to know better than anyone else. Because that person, they hold the keys to the kingdom when it comes to your career. They are the person who's going to advocate for you or not. They're going to be the person who gives you a raise or not. They're going to be the person who recommends you for promotion or not. And if you don't start off on the right foot with them, your entire career is fucked. So the, the more you understand about them, the more you can find common ground, the more you can you figure out what you want to learn from them. Because I need to know if I have, I can have a relationship that's longer than about a year or two with this person. If I'm going to trust them with my career, if I'm going to trust them with the next 10 years at a company, like, are they going to be there able to guide my career? And what am I going to learn from them? Because like, there's Especially when you're in a large corporation, you're looking at different divisions. I think this is fascinating where you can say like, okay, I might like the work in that division, but there's not really anything I can learn from this manager. Like they've done exactly what I've done. It's just a matter of time. They're just ahead of me. Right. And maybe, maybe that is what you need to learn how to iterate. So you go work for them for a couple of years, but you should look at other divisions too and say like, oh, well that person over there has had a totally different path through life than I have. I want to learn something from them. Like for me, I didn't get an MBA. So I'm looking for somebody who had a more traditional education so I can go work for them, learn from them and not have to pay for an MBA. <laughs> Hi. Perfect. Was that too big of a secret? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, yeah. And I think, I think LinkedIn stalking that potential manager is the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. If you have time to go above and beyond the recommendation from us is go see if you can find some former employees or current employees of that manager. We want to know how long they were with that manager. We want to know how quickly they leveled up. We want to know what kind of growth and products they were working on. And if they aren't working for that manager anymore, can we learn anything about why? Yeah. Like was the problem them or was the problem the manager? And like, that's really difficult to discern necessarily from LinkedIn. But if you look at these enough, like I do, you can find some pretty pretty awesome patterns. So I have a great example from actually my current company and she has zero issues with me talking about this because we have, I've told this to her face. She was one of the people that I looked at when I was looking at this company to interview with them. And the reason she was interesting to me is she had worked at this company and then she left 
and then she came back. Oh, that's interesting. Uh-huh. That's a green flag to me. If you leave for, she probably, she's probably gone for two or three years, so not insignificant. And she decided to come back. I was like, huh, okay, worth coming back for. I don't know what the, what the catalyst was for those two or three years. It could have been some family issue. It could have been moving. It could have been, could have been any number of things. But when given the opportunity, she came back to our current company, and they took her back. She's doing great things. So like green flag for both. That's a massive green flag. So that those are the kind of things you're looking for. So that's a recommendation for people like you, Jessica, who are on the outside looking in. The next, the next thing that we like to do is look at when you're internal looking around, you need to know who you're, this sounds very Game of Thronesy, who you're playing this game with. Fact of the matter is you're going to be working with a lot of people and you may only have a 20 minute touch point with them. I especially work from home has people like some people in the office, some people not. And that, that means you're not having these kind of like hallway chats or kitchen chats or like I used to on have, the way to the bathroom yeah, chats. Yeah. I used to, I used to have a, a coworker who's a di- in a different division, but we always went to the mail room together, which we took the scenic route and caught up on like cross departmental gossip. It was amazing, but you're missing that. And LinkedIn can provide some of that connective tissue and help you find common ground with people or like figure out how and why that person ticks and either work around it or work through it or just avoid it altogether. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. This becomes really helpful. LinkedIn stalking becomes really helpful when you're assigned to a different team, assigned to a different project, or understanding how your team relates to another team. Especially if you've been put on something like like a special project from the C-suite or some peripheral tiger team where you're told you have to accomplish this task. It's usually on a crash deadline. It's got high visibility. You might end up in a meeting with them once a month where they need you on their side or you need to, them on your side. You need to get to know these people really quickly and understand their strengths, their weaknesses, their hot buttons, their cold buttons, like whatever the fuck it is. It's really important for you to go like meet with them offline, have a chat with them, just like this coffee chat and have something more interesting to ask than like, oh my God, where'd you go to school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you can, when you're developing these relationships, if you can ask more interesting questions, not only that are more interesting to further develop your relationship with that person to, to build social capital in order to move your products along, it's also really useful for you to ask more important questions that might be more relevant to your career than what, where are you located? Yeah, exactly. Which, like, God damn, we're all in, we're all, <laughs> we're all somewhere. I don't know. Like the weather's great or is it? It isn't. <laughs> oh my God. Quit the small chat and get down to what really matters. Yeah. Ask them questions about, oh my God, you worked in CPG at such and such. That's really interesting. Tell me more about that. Or wait, you did wholesale there and now you're doing whatever here. Then you find, you find potential mentors. You find people that you can work on side projects with. Like, oh, you worked in beauty six years ago. I worked in beauty too. Like, you know what we should really do? We should start a skincare line. Ooh. Like, that's <laughs> cool. That's cool. You know what I mean? Like, right. It's more interesting for them. It's more pleasurable for everybody. And it's more useful for you. And the other thing that I found the other day actually was Vanessa talked about bridges and chasms the other day, right? Like networking and, and what that means. I found a bridge for a chasm that's been in my pocket for really? a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. So, um, that's very exciting. Someone I know is looking, looking for a, for a new position. And I met someone with a similar background as this person. I was like, Oh shit. Like she did that. She does that. That's interesting. And, and, and if I can connect those people and like make something good for both of them, Yes, please. Yeah. And you're like, that means you're doing good in the world. You're getting more people, more money. And the more often you do that, the more people are going to come to you and start opening up to you and Mm. like ask you to do this thing. This is, this is how I got the position I am with like, with like career coaching. 
is I happen to learn or know all of these things through the course of my life and have to be very good at like helping other people do the same. And so she just blossomed into this thing. That's now a podcast. We're changing the fucking world. This is great. <laughs> Let's <LFG>. go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Here's the, here's another really, really interesting thing you can learn from LinkedIn stalking people around you. Once you're inside a company, learning how to LinkedIn stock well allows you to predict problems before they happen. Absolutely. So probably my most salient experience with this, I was on a cross-functional team. This was several years ago and I had a creative director who just like, she just crawled down my back every single fucking day. And like about the minutest shit, right? Yeah. Oh, highlights on bottles and like rope lines on boats that were like, they're supposed to be there. And there were bigger projects that she had to get out the door that she couldn't even touch because she was so in the weeds with this. And I could probably ran at this problem and like worked on communicating with her. I met with HR about this. Like it was like a six month ordeal. And I finally got so frustrated. I was like, I need to know more about her. Like I, under, I need to understand what drives her. Cause right now what, what it feels All like you're seeing is micromanagement. Yes. And like, feels like she gets up in the morning just to piss me the fuck off which I, I don't believe that about people. So I was like, ah, so I, I just like pulled up her LinkedIn, realized very quickly her last experience was running her own agency, which is fantastic. I adore that. Looked at the agency, total of four employees. She's now managing a creative department of 53 graphic designers, five art directors. It was a massive miss on the, the recruiter for our company's part of saying like, like she might be qualified to do some of this, but like you needed to have set her up for success, not the failure that, that ultimately cost her career because she was put into shoes that were too big to fill. And from that moment, I had infinitely more compassion for right. her. Cause I was like, Oh, you're in a lose, lose situation. So I'm going to stop being an asshole, <laughs> <laughs> take care of the highlights and the damn bottles myself. So it's not a crisis. Right. right? right she right. fucking loved that. It was great. And, and then I got her off my back and she went and, did something else. Like, right. So yeah. this ability uh, of you to, first of all, LinkedIn stock, second of all, um, understand what you're seeing. Third of all, build some compassion, allow you to head up those problems so that you don't have to deal with them anymore. Yeah. And, and it like makes your life easier. It makes my life easier. It lets us all get back to what we're really doing, which is getting product out the door and making more fucking money. Those are the primary ways you want to use your LinkedIn stalking. When you're interviewing, when you're coming in from the outside, and then when once you're inside, you want to make sure you have the relevant information about the people around you. So use LinkedIn stalking to your advantage. That said, we want to talk a little bit more about once you're inside of a company, you might actually be looking out into, mm -hmm. into the rest of your industry uh, or your field using LinkedIn. So this is when you start to look at competitors, follow the presidents of your competitor's company, follow their C-suite leaders. Yeah, those people tend to fashion themselves thought leaders and, you know. Post their thoughts online. All of them, <laughs> all the time, for better or for worse. And sometimes, like sometimes the, the first place you're ever going to find out about what direction a company's headed is on LinkedIn. Yeah, if, if you can get a sense for where your competitors are going or what they're doing or what their leaders are thinking about, that can be really powerful for you. Yeah, imagine being in a room with all the heads of department and you're the only one with insight about where your competitors are going. What is that worth to a company? Suddenly a shit ton. Promotion, anybody? What? Do I hear that? Compensation increase, anyone? <laughs> this high visibility, high impact? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> um, and, and, do the same with your leaders. Absolutely. You should absolutely be connected and or following them. 
And there's like a there's like a very subtle difference between connecting with them and following them as like a normal person and then as a brown noser. So like recommend following them, not asking for a connection. Recommend just paying attention to stuff. If you really truly like something they've said, go ahead and like it. You don't need to comment on every post. You don't need to connect. share everything. Yeah. You don't need to like you don't need to be their connection necessarily, but do make it known that you're following them and you like what they say. You're not like, well, you don't, I mean, don't tell them you don't like what they say, but <laughs> silence is golden. Perfect. And then, you know, um, the normal LinkedIn shit, I think getting to know what's happening in your industry via, uh, actual industry thought leaders, um, groups, networking, all that stuff, whatever Seth Godin published recently, that's a thing. I want to talk a little bit here about something I found really useful as someone who's newer to corporate America. There's this thing that happens on LinkedIn where topics of conversation are circulated. You know, maybe it happens for a week or a couple of weeks, maybe sure. a month. Obviously, during this COVID pandemic times. Oh, my God. The work from home thing. The work from home conversation. It's like it's like happening. People are talking about it and then people are posting about it. And then McKinsey's doing research about it. And then Bain's doing research about it. Like all the things are happening. And every two weeks, it like every two weeks, it shifts like, like a hot take. Yeah. At some at some point, it was like, oh, my God, everybody should work from home. It's the most incredible thing for your mental health. And now it's like nobody it's should work from hybrid. home. It's the hybrid. It's the thing. Yeah. It's like the whatever. Now there's this like accusation that like anybody who doesn't let you work from home is like a toxic boss. I'm like, I mean, some of us have to be in person and then how fucking privileged are you you door dash your mcdonald's today next how are they gonna work from home <laughs> yeah. right and then there's that like slack thing with the private versus the public and what you're saying yes. and like who owns things and yeah. th- these topics of conversation come up and and i think it's really helpful to just know what's happening in the ecosystem of the corporate america community at mm-hmm. large which is linkedin mm-hmm you get to know when the rules change a little bit. So like the Slack conversation, that was, that was a wild thing that like the systems of corporate America that have been in place for nearly a hundred years now are, are like coming up against new technology. Right. So Slack is, is something that everyone uses and it has channels that are called private, but like, are they really private? Somebody found that out the hard way and it blew up LinkedIn and those conversations aren't happening anywhere else or they might happen, but you're only going to get the headlines. But, but in LinkedIn, you have the community of all the business and all the thought leaders and all the marketers and everyone and their fucking mother. And, and you get to know what the, like, this is the situation that happened. You get to see the few thought leaders form an opinion and then consensus around that opinion. So you're like, ah, I'm adding that to my little lexicon of how corporate America works. Mm-hmm. And now I know if you don't want it public, don't fucking write it down on a work owned anything. And then the other thing I really, really, really love about LinkedIn, especially being new to corporate America is you just start to get immersed in the language of corporate America. You, you hear the buzzwords, you get the jargon and next thing you know, you're using it. Yeah. Like a goddamn professional. (laughs) A really great way to do that is actually taking advantage of like free webinars, free like certifications for whatever, like great newsletters out there. There's like free webinars that happen around the lunch hour all through LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. So yeah, make yourself at home in LinkedIn, make it, make it a place where, where you're just breathing in, what's happening in the corporate America world. So we know Jessica, that might be a bit outside of the scope of this yeah, coffee chat. Sorry. Hey, we, we had to talk about it. You're going to be super prepared. Um, yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. Um, so just a quick recap, you know, just in your context, you're, you're kind of on the outside looking in, you know, whether it's into the company or into the division, use it when you're in the inside and look around who else is inside. What are we doing here? And they use it um, from the inside looking out. Right. Look at your competitors. Look at the industry. Look at the corporate America world. This is a skill that takes time, but like, but like, it's worth at least a cursory glance of like, oh my god, I'm having this chat tomorrow with this person. And if there's one thing I want you to take away from this, Jessica, I want you to go look at that profile and go 
deep into education or go deep in her ex- experience that resonates with you. Like, oh, I didn't realize she came from X company. I didn't realize she'd done this before in her career. I didn't realize she'd done this before in her career. And lead with that, you'll blow the socks off of this person and and land a great interview. Got a question for Ask Your Workwife? Record your question and email the recording to help at askyourworkwife.com. Include your name, your city if you want, and whatever context might be useful for us to know. And don't forget to start with, hey, workwives. I tried to find Jeff Bezos for this exercise. Yeah, no. I don't even think he exists. <laughs> He's not actually real. He's not. But I saw him go to space. It's not real. It's not real. Unless it's LinkedIn real. <laughs>